we've got you covered. The Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by ElisaElana.com. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Stoked you're sticking around. If you just found us on the dial or online, come on in, put your feet up, and stay a while. This is the Mulberry Lane Show, your place to get up close and personal with artists of all kinds. In the middle of a rap session with rock and roller Lawrence Gowan, longtime lead singer of multi-platinum band Styx. Now, after his successful solo career in Canada, he joined Styx in 99 and hasn't looked back. And right now, he's talking about the state of the music industry. Now, yeah. you were on record labels in Canada and then, of course, here with Styx. So what is your opinion of record labels today? Is it necessary? What do you think? Well, my opinion on that shifts usually around every half hour. So okay. we began this interview. I had a different opinion when we started this interview. <laughs> A lot of people do it independently, but a lot of people still want the support of a label, and it's it's hard to know what the best route is. Well, you guys were, were on a label, and uh, you you probably experiencing both sides, and so have I. I mean, yeah. it's a live by the sword, die by the sword situation. For example, in the 1980s, when I signed my record deal with Columbia Records okay. in Canada, it was assumed on my side, well, that means that Columbia will release my records in the United States. Right. But they did not. And mm-hmm. it didn't matter how many hits I had, just was the way my deal was structured and what was happening within that gigantic conglomerate musical force around the world at that time. Uh-huh. They kept the world nicely divided up where certain artists were exposed in certain markets and others were not. And I fell into the latter category, I should say, where it just never lined up with their with the way their business was, was okay. set up, and uh-huh. they had it perfectly set. Now we've come to a day where that little intro that you guys uh, sang there beautifully, I could maybe add a harmony onto that. We could record that, and then we could have a worldwide release within seconds, because we could just put it on the internet, and right. we could begin to, you know, uh-huh. do whatever we can to draw people's attention to it. So... That's the thing that, that was so frustrating for me is now is now a given for, for everyone in the world. You, right. can, you can get a worldwide release. The key now is how do you draw people's attention to your music when everyone's got it in them? And there are as many possibilities for how to do that as there are artists out there. And I think the artist is really, it's incumbent upon them to figure out how they're going to tell the world about this music, whether it's. You know, if they're going to travel around and play on the street corner until finally enough people will get it, right. if you can do that, or if you're going to suddenly, you know, sidle up to some other uh, offer, maybe an advertising campaign or something that wants to use your song, and that's how you launch your career. And we can name uh, several artists who, in the last few years, that's how they've come to public attention, is through a radio ad, or, or maybe their song was on at the end of Breaking Bad one night, right. and so exactly. people heard it there. There are many ways to get your music exposed out there. It's just a different paradigm that we're in a different time that we're experiencing now. And I, I think they, they both have their merits and they both have incredible drawbacks. Right. And it can be extremely difficult. But again, the cream tends to rise to the top. So I hear. <laughs> Jumping in for a minute. If you just tuned in, we're talking with Lawrence Gowan, lead singer of the multi-platinum selling band Sticks. Before we let you go, what is your opinion on social media? Well, I enjoy it. You know, it's another one of those two-edged swords, obviously. You're opening yourself up, especially if you're in a band of uh, a certain level of notoriety. You're opening yourself up to, to all kinds of people being able to engage with you if you so choose. 
Yeah. It surprises me just how, um, I'll take the negative side first. Okay. It, it is shocking to me in some ways just how some people see that as a international soapbox where, where they can hold forth whatever vitriol is inside them. And maybe uh-huh. that's good that they have that outlet now to, right. to get that out of their system. Uh-huh. But it does, I find it's kind of like when cell phones first came around and people would just, you know, myself included back then, they just happily, you know, have your cell phone and hold a conversation with anyone anywhere, even if uh-huh. people are in a bank and you're, you know, yelling into your phone. Uh-huh. And it's amazing how we've sort of begun to to get a, a certain etiquette and a certain level of decorum as to how to use a cell phone without disturbing the rest of the world. That's true. I think, I think uh-huh. social media is coming to grips with that just because you can print whatever you want. I think one of the main things is whatever you put on the internet, and I saw this in the the, uh, the Facebook movie, you know, it, it's there for good. It doesn't you go can't away. can't get rid of it. Yeah. You just cannot get rid of it. And so you better be able to live with that. Uh-huh. But now to take the more positive side of things, I love the fact that suddenly... Someone who was in the front row last night, you know, I may happen to see their message, you know, because there's several hundred or maybe even thousand or so messages that might pop in in the day on a, on a fixed Facebook site or, or onto our website or Twitter or something. Right. And it's nice to be able to quickly just send that person a quick note and say, yes, I saw you and I'm glad you enjoyed the show and it was fun playing for you. So that's a fantastic thing to have Yeah, where you can suddenly touch base with people uh-huh. very quickly and, and, and saying, yeah, wasn't that a great thing? And keeping it real. Yeah. yeah, I like that very much. And and going back to the record company thing, you know, and how to do records today, I mean, it really is down to that, how creative you are at utilizing that amazing tool that yeah. we now have, how well you can plug into that and make people, uh, you know, see the face that you want people to see in the world, you know, yeah. and by face, I don't mean your actual face, I mean... Right. <laughs> your, spirit, your spirit, your essence, your yes, being. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What's next for Sticks? We're coming to see you guys next month. We, uh, we're shooting a, a live DVD in Las Vegas in a couple of days okay. uh, of this tour, so that's going to be a fantastic thing. And then we go to Hollywood and we all get nose jobs. And uh, <laughs> Do it all again. <laughs> yes, we do it. And then we do it all again. Try to fix last year's nose job. <laughs> Okay, Lawrence, we want to thank you so much for sharing a behind-the-scenes look at one of the great bands of all time, Sticks. Thank you so much for joining us today. My absolute pleasure to talk to you ladies. Best of luck with your music in future, and I hope you get a chance to, uh, to see each other. Thank Sounds you. great. We hope so, too. All right. Cheers. Lawrence Gowan of the band Sticks. Okay, it's time to wrap it up. I want to thank the guests for sharing their stories today. Bassist Dean Dinning of Toad the Wet Sprocket, hit maker and songwriter Shelly Pikin, and Lawrence Gowan from Styx. Three guests today, but they packed a lot of punch. It's been special with you here today. And how about doing it all again next weekend? I'll be here. Me too. Me too. And next week at this time, we'll be joined by Mark Broussard, singer-songwriter whose music is described as Bayou Soul. And also joining us, country dude, Colin Ray. He's recently released his memoirs, Rachel read it, and just about every conversation we've had lately, I hear another Colin Ray story. But you have to admit, it's interesting. (laughs) It is. All right, tune in next week, and you'll get all the colorful details. We'll see you next week. Stay happy and stay blessed. Well, it's a wrap. See you next week. Who's gonna find a missing piece and make this puzzle fit? Who's gonna miss the rocks ahead and keep the shape adrift? 
Who's gonna say the magic words to shake us from the dust? Who's gonna save it? It's gonna come down to us. Who's gonna find the treasure map and lead us to the goal? Who's gonna give us answers to questions we don't know? Who prescribes the magic pill to fortify the trust? Who's gonna take it? It's gonna come down to us. Take us higher when we 